Hey, I'm Bex, and this is Fun Kids Meet, the podcast where we meet your heroes. Now, I recently caught up with actual legend and person I kind of want to adopt me. It is How to Train Your Dragon inventor, author, illustrator, Cressida Cowell. We were talking all about her brand new book, How to Train Your Hogfly. We also had a little chat about the success of her books and what she really loves about writing. Uh, so I'm joined right now by superstar author Cressida Cowell. Hey, Cressida, how are you doing? Really well, thank you. Really, really well. Where in the world do I find you right now? I'm at the Hay Festival, which is a wonderful books festival. I've been talking about books and reading and how reading changes lives this morning. And then tomorrow I'm going to be t- talking about Which Way to Anywhere, which is my new book series. Uh, and I'm also going to be drawing this afternoon a mural, a dragon mural in <laughs> honour of the How to Train Your Dragon 20th anniversary, which I kind of oh cannot quite believe um, that it's been 20 years since How to Train Your Dragon was published. But yes, that's that. So I'm going to start off this mural. And then um, all the kids are going to come along and draw their own scale and add to the dragon. I'm, I'm drawing the outline, I think, of a really big, a really big dragon. And then everybody's going to join in. And that's the idea over, over the next couple of days. Oh, my goodness. You see, I love that, you know, you may be no longer the children's laureate, but you are still taking on that mantle. You are doing everything you can to get everybody reading. I yeah. love this. Uh, now, we have to celebrate the 20th anniversary of House Train Your Dragon. Uh this is this is massive. Are you having a cake? Are you having a party? <laughs> On the actual day, yes, we're definitely going to have cake, I think, and a party. And I mean, I've, I've written, in fact, in honour of How to Train Your Dragon, come, um, turning 20, I've written the first short story set in that world for about eight years. I think I wrote Fury eight year, years ago. That was the last, the 12th How to Train Dragon book. So I wrote a special um, short story called How to Train Your Hogfly, which is about my son's favourite dragon, Hiccup, trying to train this really cute little dragon called Hogfly. And we've got a beautiful new copy of the first book of How to Train Your Dragon with that special story at the end of it. And it's all gold. It's practically, yes, made out of gold. The whole whole thing um, looks beautiful, this beautiful celebratory celebrate me book but it, as it should be beautiful of course because 20 years is a long old time and um so much has happened but first of all i guess tell me this new version tell me a little bit about going back to the original and writing a brand new story for it how to train your hogfly uh that must be quite exciting but was it a bit daunting it was a bit daunting it's all quite moving when you when you stand back and 20 years and and actually, uh, hey, here, a young person now, a, a kind of <laughs> uh, an adult now came up to me with her copy of How to Train Your Dragon, which was which was the the you know the first copy which was just wow. paperback and and it looked so it was really moving that she said oh you know this is what got me into reading this how to train your dragon when i was in year 3 um how to train your dragon got got me into reading and i you know this this red book that looked very different from the new shiny anniversary edition um, and it was in paperback because it wasn't considered to, you know, it couldn't be a hardback. <laughs> it wasn't considered. Nobody thought what I tried to say. Nobody thought that it was going to be a big success. It was, uh, uh, so it wasn't allowed to be in a hardback. It was in a paperback. And, and so it was very moving going back to that world. And I think it was also moving because I wrote How to Train Your Dragon when I just had a baby and, 
when you've just had a baby, you know, you start looking back and thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to bring up this baby? It could really have been how to train your parent, really. <laughs> so it's all intertwined with me bringing up my children. I was trying to work out what kind of a, a, a parent I was going to be. So Toothless is, is sort of Hiccup's child in a way. And Hiccup has to has to learn how to be a parent by looking after Toothless. So often in the books, when Hiccup is talking to Toothless, it's a bit like me talking to my two-year-old. You know, <laughs> when he's trying to get Toothless to go to bed, it's a bit like me talking to the two-year-old that I had at, at, at the time. So it, it's very moving because, of course, my two-year-old is now 20, 25. Oh, my goodness, um, yeah. I know. So, so coming back and... Over the course of the books, over the course of the 12 books and over the movies, you'll notice as well, the books are very much about growing up and the movies are about growing up. And, and in the movies, Hiccup actually grows up, doesn't he? Which is very mm -hmm. unusual in an animation. And the same thing happens in the book. So going back to a world that you've sort of, you laugh and you love the characters, but he's gone in a way, is very moving going back into it because it has grown up and my children have grown up it, it doesn't take place at the end i don't want to give away i don't, confess, I don't want to give away what happens at the end but i've set the story in the the middle of the story really when hiccup's been just being a, a dragon trainer and we don't know yet what his epic quest is going to have to be which is saving the dragons so it was it was lovely to go back to that that time it's a very funny funny story of Hiccup. You know, I love that character. <laughs> I love that character of Hiccup and him trying to train train this very disobedient, um, this hopefully who means very well, but um, he's, he's just, he's, he's not, he's not the brightest dragon in the business, this little hog fly. So, so Hiccup is trying to train him and it, 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 it just was lovely to go back to those characters. And it's such a good way to celebrate the 20 years as well. I mean, I imagine if you wanted to, you could probably write a thousand more stories from different points of view and different times in, in your adventures, right? Yes. You know, that, that's what's really... Because I wrote 12 of the books, but kids are always still asking me, are you going to write How to Train with Dragon 13? And I'm, I'm, I would love to do that, I have to say, because they feel like real people to me. And in my head, I know what happens to Hiccup. And I haven't ever told, you know, I know how he grows up and who he gets married to. And I know what happens to Kamikaze and Fish Lakes. And I do know in my head. It's just that I never have time, <laughs> I never have time to do all the things I want to do so I've never run out of ideas for that world or not wanting to do more in that world and I will do it's just that I've got into the reasons you know and I love the music and, and now I'm writing which way to anywhere which is all about alternative worlds and a kid who has the gift of drawing you know portals into alter alternative worlds and that's really great because <laughs> we got into that book series as well so it's more about not having the time to write all the stories that I want to. I wish they'd tell of me. I wish there was an alternative Crescenters. That's what I need. That's what I need, Bex. Alternative Crescenters. Well, I think you can write, write a story about alternative Crescenters. Get another story on the go. Get, get a third series. 
<laughs> you're, you're going to be in such trouble with my publisher if I start saying that. I mean, it sounds a good one. Then. I will say <laughs> alternative crescentness sounds a really good idea. Okay, if any kid is is listening out there, why don't you write a story about alternative crescentness? Because <laughs> I haven't got the time. <laughs> you know what, though, I will say uh, we deserve some royalties from it, Cressida, because we've workshopped the idea. <laughs> We'll get some tap, right? <laughs> yeah, you are good. That is. <laughs> hey, we've got to look after number one in this game. We've got to, got to make sure we take care of ourselves. Now, now tell me, this, the book, yes. when it came out 20 years ago, did you expect it to be made into a film? Did you expect it to be made into like a live action version as well as coming out soon? Did you think that was possible or were you just just happy to be out there in the world writing? No. I mean, no. No. I mean, no. Absolutely not. No, I was just happy to have my book published because, you know, when I was, I mean, I loved reading when I was little. Um, and so re- writers were my heroes. So, to have a book published was, was a really big deal to me. I wasn't expecting, you know, I was hoping for a few people to read it. You know, you're always hopeful, but I wasn't, no. And, and actually, I, nobody was. I mean, I don't think my publishers <laughs> left them at the time. That's why they put it in the paperback, wasn't it? But, you know, because there were other books that were coming out in hardback. So nobody really expected it to be successful. And it was quite a, you know, an unusual book for the time because it had all those illustrations in it. And, you know, Hiccup is quite an unlikely hero, isn't he? It's not really. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's, he's not like the person who's on top of everything. He's a bit like how I felt when I was a kid, which was I never felt that I was on top of everything. And I was often in trouble as a, as a kid at school and things. And so and I put a lot of that into Hiccup. Who I just didn't think I was ever going to be able to live up to being like, and so I put a lot of that. And so I, yeah, and so I didn't expect the book to be successful at all in the way that it had been. Well, you never know. Some people might have been writing it, being like, you know what? Eventually, one day, I can sell the rights to this. But no, clearly, you were just like just having a great time. I was just having a great time and writing about things that I wanted to read about. And I, I always do that, you know, I like with Which Way to Anywhere, I wish I could draw maps of fantasy worlds that actually showed, you know, the X, the which way to that into that world, you know. So I'm always trying to, you know, and I wish I had my own dragon. And I, I wish I was magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I was magic. Like, like the children in Which Way to Anywhere, they have these magical gifts. And wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be magic. So I'm always writing about things that I wish were true in real life. And I'm always having a good time. I'm having a good time if I'm, I'm, I'm either trying to make you laugh or make self laugh or go on an adventure you know, sometimes I'm trying to scare you or surprise you or surprise myself. So I'm always writing to move you, I suppose, and to make you think, make the kid think. Kids are so smart. Kids are really clever. What makes a hero? You know, um, what's your responsibility? You know, the environment, that's a big theme in in How to Train Your Dragon, the wild, dragons represent the wild. And in Which Way to Anywhere as well, there's a lot of huge environmental you know because kids know that you know kids are the smartest Mm. they know what the important 
things are. And an adult sometimes lose their way. They don't necessarily know what the truly important things are. I love it. So if you're always writing, what are you working on next then? What's your what's your current project? Is it more Which Way to Anywhere? Yes, I'm writing book two of Which Way to Anywhere, which is called Which Way Round the Galaxy. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Actually, I hope we've announced that. Yes, I think we have. Yes, I think we have. Think we Accidental have. exclusive on Fun Kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which Way Round the Galaxy, which is the um, second uh, adventure in the, in the Witch Way series. And um, one of the other kids is going to discover what their magical gift is. Because in each book, you discover it. You know, it could be anything. It could be invisibility. It could be telekinesis. It could be... What's the one where you, the Doctor Who one, um, what's that one called? Oh. Teleportation, is it? Oh, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, I'm, when you I, kind I of move. Time travel. That's time travel. Oh, yes, no, Doctor Who is time travel. <laughs> the voice from the back. <laughs> I should, I should, I should know my magical gifts now. Um, yeah, but there's all sorts of magical gifts. That's Which Way Around the Galaxy. That's my new book, which is out in, I've got so many books out at the moment. Honestly, I don't know how you keep up with yourself. But you, do, right, you do need more Cressida cows that have different dimensions. <laughs> yes, an alternative Cressidas. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I've got a paperback of Which Way to anywhere and then I've got this anniversary edition of How to Train Your Dragon and then yes, yeah, September I've got number two in the Which Way series which is Which Way Round the Galaxy I love this series um, it's got a magical baby Bex which I really love writing about what more could you want that's exactly what I wanted in my life <laughs> and, a, and a naughty uh, not, no, he's actually he's just he gets things wrong he's a, a, a little robot called Puck who's always getting things wrong anyway but yes at the moment it's all about how to train dragon and the um <laughs> and the anniversary honestly i'm exhausted just listening to all of the things you've got on so goodness knows how you're going because i'm so impressed at everything that you've been up to <laughs> yes <laughs> yes well there is a lot going on and um yes and i wasn't expecting the um the live action how to train your dragon that's going to be very exciting as well the new film uh, yeah do you do you have any input on that can you tell them to do things or not do things well, yes, but you also want, yeah, but you want it to be their thing. You want it, sure. you want the film, yeah. and the film director is the director of the animated movies. So, oh, cool. Yes, so he he's you know going to want to make it just as wonderful as it can be, and that's coming out in twenty twenty five. So that's very soon, and it's going to be really exciting to see how to train a dragon, a real dragons, Bex, of course. Yeah, real ones. In auditioning yeah, sure. those real dragons. <laughs> yes, it's going to be interesting to see how they get those real dragons to behave on set. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see some behind the scenes goss of how that gets filmed. Yes. <laughs> well, long yeah. may How Spin Your Dragon continue. This is uh, such a great series. I know so many people love it. And congratulations on the 20th anniversary. And yeah, like you Thank said, the, you. the new brilliant version is out right now with an extra special story um and yeah thank you and congratulations again thank you bex i mean what a dream right that was cressida cowell i loved talking to her all about how to train your hogfly and also the fact that she's just a delight she's an absolute dreamboat to interview and of course if you love this podcast you may also love bookworms as well that's our podcast packed full of the newest book releases and interviews with all of your favorite authors i'm james stewart And in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. 
led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.